With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of At The Buzzer. The Ralph Report podcast where you get almost none of the news you want and some of the news you need. Hey. Uh, I'm Jack Barsh. I'm Sam TVA. And uh, we have a quick rundown of all the CU happenings for the past uh, couple weeks, few days, because surprisingly, a lot has gone on um, in the doldrums of the offseason. Um, and then speaking of those doldrums, we have a quick little NBA draft exercise we want to run through. We want to see how close we can get the lottery picks. Um, yeah, we actually recorded that two weeks ago, and then – the thing glitched out and got deleted. So, <laughs> yeah, SB Nation said, "Too bad. This is not fit for publishing." And the bot just said, "Nope, can't listen to this. Spit it back out." It was an hour and a half to talk about fourteen <laughs> picks. Well, frankly, it was about thirty minutes to talk about fourteen picks, and then about an hour to talk about the Charlotte Bobcats and the former New Orleans Hornets. And um, we were talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, we're, we'll promise to try to keep it brief um, this time around. So let's start with the CU news, the exciting news. Um, we're going to start with the basketball announcement that Kansas is back on the schedule. The Jayhawks are back on the schedule. Yeah, it'll be a home and home. So the, yeah. we're going to go at Lawrence on December 7th, 2019. And then we'll have a non-conference game there. And then in 2020, we get to host Kansas in what should be a crazy game, especially if McKinley Wright and Tyler Bay stick around. Yeah, I'm not so sure about Bay, but I think for sure most of the core group of this team will stay and they'll be still really good. Um, And this is good timing for CU because Kansas is, um, I don't know, got kind of hit by the FBI scandal. They got almost everyone back. Yeah, they're really talented. Surprising, but they also are losing Dejic Lawson, who was everything for them last year. Um, and They're getting uh, Souza though. He was suspended all year last year. Yeah, and Azubuki's back. But anyway, this, that should be a really fun game for CU fans, especially after the, the uh, I guess, snooze fest that, was, that this non-conference schedule was supposed to be. Um, unfortunately, CU lost those games, so you can't really say that, but uh, they weren't name brands um, as Kansas is. So that's a huge improvement for the basketball. Do you know, do you know when tickets go on sale? No. Uh, I remember last time we played at Kansas, there was a workaround was figured out by some of the more resourceful CU basketball fans. I don't know if that will be the same. I don't think that will still be available in 2019 well, we but we get press passes well mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true i do know that i will be making that trip to lawrence either by car or by plane if i'm still in the country which it look, looks like i will be you want to go together 
<laughs> That's true. I guess then we have double the press passes, double the fun. Ayo. Actually, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see if we can get two. <laughs> that might be a stretch. Um, and the next bit of scheduling news we have, football, the football team announced a few more TV dates and times. Um, we got a 8 p.m. kickoff on ESPN for the Rocky Mountain Showdown the last year in Denver. We got a 1.30 kickoff for the um, homestand against Nebraska. And then there's a few more national Pac-12 games, like Air Force was announced on the Pac-12 Network National. Uh, but the more fun ones, more fun conference games were uh, the USC game, which is a Friday game at home, is 7 p.m. At ES- on ESPN2. And then another Friday game at Oregon um, on October the 11th is on Fox Sports 1. So those are the current national television games. Oh, Gus Johnson commentating. That's going to be fun. Yeah, well, and hopefully we get Joel Klatt from Nebraska. Or Joel Klatt. Yeah. And or both. That would be fun. Um, I am worried about – I guess not worried, but the reason that those – that Oregon and USC games are national is because they're on Friday – so not a lot of other Friday games. Um, but CU has three of those this year. They have three Friday games, which – What's the third? Uh, Rocky Mountain Showdown. Oh, okay. How's that going to um, look for recovery time? So that's what – if we're looking at the Oregon one, there's a homestand on Saturday against Arizona, and then they probably have to leave like Tuesday or Wednesday to get to Oregon, maybe, maybe probably Wednesday. Oh, it's at that's, Oregon. That's quick, and there's no buy. The buy is before the Arizona game. So, oh, we're going to lose that, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, at least it'll be a national TV then. I'm ready for 5-7. and seven. Well, hopefully <laughs> one of the men who will help us get to 5-7 and seven, or maybe a bowl game. Um, hey. Committed to Colorado this past week. Uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing uh, it wrong, but Mikhail M- Mikhail. Mikhail, probably, Onu, um, from SMU is a graduate transfer, and he will immediately enter the starting position for the safety spots. So he can either play free safety or strong safety. Um, and he had a three, good three years at SMU, just got hurt at the beginning of this past year. And um, our old friend Sonny Dykes is their head coach. Um, and when he used to coach Cal – Back during the Bear Raid years with Jared Goff, their defense was basically a wet tissue that would get off the field as soon as possible. So the offense That's how Sefo threw seven touchdowns in a game? That's, yeah, Sefo threw seven touchdowns. I think Bobo caught two, and Tony Jones ran the wrong way in overtime. Hey. And off. That's how we lost. Evan White at the time, Evan Wardlington, also had an interception that game. And Tedrick Thompson had an interception. Hey. Um, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> Onu got sick and presumably did not want to play in a Sunny Dykes defense. So he joins a much friendlier scheme and coach in Mel Tucker, and he sh- he will probably start right away. He's a very solid pickup, especially this Which, late. Yeah, especially also that the, the secondary has been completely depleted. Yeah, and well, the safety position was already thin, um, and the DBs were getting – they moved Trey Udofia to safety. Dante Wigley is leaving. Yeah, it's they need bodies back there. So that was a great pick. Um, Wait, is you said something that Lavisca's little brother Levante was gonna play DB? Well, yeah, it's. 
that was put out in the Twitter sphere and some of the message boards, but I think it's been confirmed since then that that was in jest. Oh. But okay. he can he does have that ability. Um, have a Jason Espinoza type player. Espinoza Island, baby. He picked off Andrew Luck. <laughs> those were the days. Why can't we get back to those days? <laughs> Please uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that is in the broadest strokes possible, all the CU happenings of this past week. If you want to know more, which you should, um, always visit our parent site, The Mothership, Ralphie Report. Um, we haven't written anything else. Excuse you. We have plenty. <laughs> We wrote about the Hall of Fame inductees. We wrote about the uh, the other commits that happened this week, though they're not as immediate. Um, we've been putting out some stuff. So if you want to, take a look. But now on to more important things, which is like projecting an NBA draft that's about a month away. Yep. So there hasn't really been much news or change since we did this two weeks ago. So we're probably just going to run it back. <laughs> I Actually, I don't think there has been any, at least no injuries. There's been two injuries of note. Um, Darius Garland, I think, is injured slightly. Well, he was already injured, though. Yeah, but that's kind of concerning now that he has two lower leg injuries and he's 19 years old. Speak for yourself. I was already concerned. But go on. I also have multiple leg injuries at a young ripe age. Okay, I guess I'll take you off my lottery big board. <laughs> um, and then Cam Reddish was revealed to have some type of injury. I forget what it was, which could ironically move his draft stock up because it would explain why he was such ass with Duke. <laughs> um, As opposed to the more accepted explanation of he's just ass. Yeah. Yeah. If Myers Leonard was playing in Paul George's body. Oh, that's a bad comp. Myers Leonard went off in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, normal Myers Leonard. I'm a Blazers fan. I don't like Myers Leonard. I don't like anybody on the Blazers. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so we're going to do the lottery. So just 14 picks. So I guess we can just say the teams go on and then be very quick. We're not going to argue because we already know what's going on. That's right. Yeah. All right. So the Pelicans have the first pick after miraculously jumping up to get the pick that everyone thought that they would get traded for uh, Anthony Davis. <laughs> so now they're going to get Zion Williamson, obviously. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> um, I think John Morant actually – no, he had the procedure. He's having a procedure done, I think. I still don't think that moves him down any. That's not going to move him down either because R.G. Barrett isn't good. Um, so Memphis has already said they're going to pick John Morant. Which is, a, it, like we discussed previously, a perfect partner for Jaron Jackson, at least on offense. That's a great yeah, also, role in case game. you don't know, in case you don't know, John Morant is a point guard for Murray State University <laughs> and put up some ridiculous stats, had like a 50% usage rate which means he finished 50% of his team's possessions, which is absurd because of how, how many assists he gets. Um, he's ridiculous. I don't know if he's going to play any defense, but it looks like he's going to be like a low-level star at the least just because of his point guard offense. And well, and he, has, he has great athleticism for his size, and he can shoot decent amount. 
Yeah, so no, he, in the NCAA tournament, uh, when he wasn't running circles around Marquette, he was pulling up from NBA range and looked really comfortable doing that on pick and rolls with defenses blitzing him. Yep, easy number two. Easy number two. Now, New York, the Knicks, they thought they were going to get Zion, they thought they were going to get Kyrie Irving, and they thought they were going to get Kevin Durant. It looks like Kyrie is going to Brooklyn, which is fun. Bad news for Dinwiddie, but... Uh, I mean, they're going to... They wouldn't keep D'Angelo Russell in that scenario. Uh, that's true, I guess. He would probably go uh, to Utah then. Dinwiddie having to be a teammate with Kyrie is not going to be good. Because Dinwiddie would probably call him out on his bullshit. <laughs> and they would both just get into cryptocurrency together. That'd be their common ground. <laughs> Dinwiddie's like the real kind of woke. He's like... He actually knows what he's talking about. Kyrie's fake smart. <laughs> so, the long story short, the Knicks lost out on everything. And their yeah. consolation prize is R.J. Barrett. And then they're going to max out Tobias Harris and, like, Chris Middleton. So, R.J. Barrett is a forward from Duke, right, who yeah. ball dominant, um, <laughs> possession Ball heavy. dominant with Zion on his team. Yeah. He's, he can score, though. I, I do like how well he can score. Yeah, but if that's your only NBA skill, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Okay, moving on? Yep. All right, the Lakers jumped from, like, 11 to 4 in the draft lottery. And they might trade this pick for Anthony Davis. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, yeah. If they keep it. That's what I would do if I had that option. I mean, yeah, if they take that trade. Yeah, I don't know if the Pelicans would do that. Because I would give either the Pelicans or the Lakers, I think we're both in agreement, uh, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Which honestly fits in either one of those teams. Yeah, I'm comfortable with DeAndre Hunter. He's a low-usage 3-and-D archetype from Virginia. Who He's a is... perfect role play. He will never lose you a game. P.J. Mm-hmm. Tucker, I guess, is a good... I don't think that's at all any accurate whatsoever. I think more skilled than P.J. Tucker, but it's the same thing where it's, it's hustle Tucker, and defense. I don't I, – <laughs> DeAndre Hunter will also is a terrific shooter. P.J. PJ Tucker's a little sketchy. P.J. Tucker can shoot. He can. He's a little sketchy. He has the three next to his name in NBA 2K12. Are you telling okay. me that he can't shoot? Also, completely different body types, play styles, everything. I compared him to a Luol Deng light, but I don't really like light. I don't like that comp very much. Um, he's really good. Yeah, he's good. He also might have some dribble drive that has yet to be unlocked. So we'll see. And his defensive, we'll see what, what he can do defensively because Virginia plays a very conservative scheme. Well, yeah, he, he can just play next to anyone, which is a great mm-hmm. quality. Um, yeah, I love the low usage players who are great at the two things they're asked to do. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have the Cleveland Cavaliers at five. Do you want to give this one? Uh, yeah, well, there was some disagreement on this pick. Um, I would I would think that Cleveland's going to take Jared Culver, Jared Culver here. Um, I think Culver's by far the best player left in this draft. I really like Culver. He can score. He has carried the load before. He can play pretty decent defense. I think the biggest knock on him is he has 
only average to above average athleticism. He's also not a great shooter or really good yet. Yeah, I think he's competent, but I don't think he's anything past that. Yeah, I also – I'm sketched with him just a little bit. I think his ceiling is a lot lower than you think it is. Well, I'm, yeah, that's because I'm in love with his game. I He is so aggressive, which I always appreciate, and he also, can really play D. He was bad. And once Texas Tech was making runs in the final – or, or to the championship game, he they were doing it despite his offense. He was really struggling once the defenses keyed in on him, and he was facing real athleticism. Well, it's, it's not like the Big 12 was some nothing that didn't treat him hard until he got to the tournament. He played against who, who? high-level competition. Like who? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know, against, against him directly, but there's – there's good defensive teams in the Big 12. Baylor is always great defensively. Okay. Texas is okay. Um, Kansas, have... Kansas is always plus, at least at the wings. Um, I don't know. There's some players there. TCU had some, I guess, their, their offensive base. West Virginia, unfortunately for us draft Knicks, West Virginia – was garbage this year, so we didn't really get to see how he handled ball pressure. But, um, yeah, I so I had Cam Reddish going fifth. I don't like Cam Reddish. I was just thinking that the Cavs are so bad that they would take like a they would go for a home run type pick, which would probably be a swing and a miss. But you don't know. But Culver's fine. Yep. yep. They're so bad. They're so bad. They're really bad. They're hopeless. Colin Sexton's bad. Hey, John Beeline. Take him back. He'll take him all the way. Oh, God. Is he going to draft some? Do they have any late-round late picks? Let me scroll down. Yeah, they have one uh, right um, after. No, they don't. They're, they don't have any more picks because they trade them all during the LeBron era. What's this, well, what's this one? That's right oh, after. Shoot. Yeah, that's a first-round pick. Okay, that's – yeah, that's the 26th pick. Okay. Yeah. I well, was thinking you would draft a, a Michigan player, but there are no good Michigan players there. No. Um, so, sixth pick is the Phoenix Suns, who it seems like this pick is kind of cemented. Um, I that think they, it is. You think it is? Yeah. Yeah. This would probably be Darius Garland, the point guard from Vanderbilt, who is, I guess I've seen a player comp to Damian Lillard, but he's proven nothing. I don't see that. I, I mean, he is, his shot yeah. is really pretty. He has a really nice shot and can hit it from anywhere. And I think that's where the Lillard stuff is coming from, but I don't think he has nearly the – polished offensive game that Lillard has. He has good handles, though. Lillard was a four-year senior, and Garland is a one-and-done who played four games at Vanderbilt, and then he tore his meniscus and was out for the season. Yeah, well, um, and I would say that Damian is his own... Trying to compare to him offensively is a fool's errand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really don't see that comp at all. I think it was a ridiculous clickbait-type headline, to be honest. Um... Not that we're beyond that. <laughs> this is literally what we're – this is 
it's the off season, baby. Hmm? It's the off season. Yeah, off season. Yeah, we gotta do anything. Um, I don't really think Garland is that good, but I guess because nobody else is very good in this draft class, he kind of rose by not playing, so he wasn't bad. Um, yeah, that's true. I think this pick is correct, but I don't think it's the best pick. I think this next yeah. when when Chicago, I think whoever this whoever Chicago picks here. If it's Kobe White, then it's a success because I love Kobe White. Yeah, I think Kobe White will go to the Bulls, but because there's no, there's no more, there's no teams that really need a point guard. Oh wait, no, New York is starting Emmanuel Mudiay. But <coughs> and uh, um, Frank. Um, Tilakina. Yeah, yeah, he's not a point guard. They moved him off the ball. Oh. Um, they're also starting Mario Hazonia, but no one needs to know that. Everyone needs to know that. He's Super Mario. <laughs> he beat LeBron. Um, so we have Kobe White to the Bulls. Both I of us do. Great. I love Kobe White. I love him too. Offense. He's also going to be a wonderful compliment next to Levine because he's big, can switch, or I guess theoretically he can switch, and he can play off the ball a bit because he's, he's a knockdown shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, the Hawks. The Hawks are so fun. They have Trey Young at point guard, John Collins playing the Amari Stoudemire role. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they have a really good two guard. Yeah, they, they just traded Tareen Prince. Prince. Yep. Who is their their starting three? But. They will pick a, a three. They have the the they have the eighth, the tenth, and now the seventeenth pick in the draft, and a bunch of seconds. So they might trade up, and they might or they might just be happy. What do you think they'll do? Um, I think they're gonna try to do the buckshot approach and just get one of these right. I think you can take two risky picks with the eighth and the tenth, mm-hmm. and then go for a energy player later. I have them taking risky picks, all three picks. That's also a possibility. I mean, they are at probably right. They have a luxurious position where they can go for pure talent plays here. And they did this, by the way, for um, they got the seventeenth pick, and then they traded away Tari and Prince, and they got back Alan Crab and some picks. Yeah, so I have them taking Jackson Haynes eighth. Yeah, same. So get a long defensive athletic body in there. Um, next He's a call. freshman from Texas. Yes. Yep. And he is exactly what I just said. He's a long, full potential athletic player. Yeah. He might be able to add a jumper, which would be absolutely perfect killer with Trey Young. Mm-hmm. That team could be so fun. Oh, my God. It already is pretty fun. And when they hopefully start winning at some point with all this talent. They started to. Yeah, I mean, started actually winning real NBA games. I, I Trey Young adapted much better than I, I thought at least. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Wizards, the worst run team. No, wait, are they still the worst run team? Yes, even oh, their president did step down after 16 years, but they're still not great. Who famously paid Ian Mahimni like 16 million a year? 
<laughs> and he was now gave John Wall a gigantic contract, gave Marcin Gortat a giant contract. John Wall's contract hasn't even kicked in yet, and he just tore his Achilles. Yeah, so they need they need talent. <laughs> they need talent. They need to take a risk too, because they're going to be asked what yep. if it doesn't work out either way. Yep. So we both agreed they're going to pick Sekou Dumboya, who is a wing, apparently has a bunch of potential, and I don't know anything about him. He's well, I, yeah, I looked at him a little more. He's he's out of France. He has good shot mechanics, um, and he's athletic, and he plays good defense already, like a lot of foreign prospects. He already kind of figured out how to play team defense. Because they don't, they're not, they don't get played unless they play team defense in Europe. <laughs> yeah. So they his just biggest thing bench. is he has to find a shot and find figure out how to drive, but everything else is kind of set. The the three and D profile is pretty set up for him to be good. Yeah. Which would be a good fit next to John Wall, should he not be washed Ghost up. Ghost of John Wall. <laughs> um. So the Hawks pick again. And we both have him picking a wing, right? Yeah. Well, you had the – yes. We have some discrepancies. So, I okay. the I board, Cam Reddish is available. I have Cam Reddish going off the board here. In your board, Culver is available, so you have Jarrett Culver going off the board here. My Culver pick, I would have had them picking Culver 8th because the Wizards would probably pick Culver if yeah. he was there. So, I'm just – I don't have Culver on my board. I'm I'm agreeing with you. But you, well, we both think they end up with Jackson Haynes and a wing. Yeah, which yep. we also went and we both agreed that it would be Cam Reddish. Yeah. Who I don't really think is good, but theoretically. He could be good at some point in the future, maybe. Don't you love the draft philosophy of, uh, I'm going to take a wild swing at a player who could be decent but then this one player who I know is already decent, we're going to let him slide to the 45th pick. Well, now all of them are going to say, look at Giannis. And that's all That's all we're going to hear. Well, Giannis was a home run swing. Yeah. All right. Now, we also disagreed on the Minnesota Timberwolves pick. Yeah. I, I, I thought they needed, like, a plug-and-play power forward. You thought they just needed pure talent. I Yep. Scoring. Who, who do you have? Who's your so I, I have them taking Kevin Porter out of USC with the 11th pick because he is super smooth, knows how to get his own shot, um, and can fill it up at any night, but he's just wildly inconsistent. I think the Timberwolves need to start rebuilding now, so I think that's a good place to start because he could hit or miss. doesn't matter. Either way, you're losing games. I don't really see where they could rebuild. They have so much money going out. They, they, need to, they just need to get Wiggins out of there. Well, they can't. He's untreatable. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. You need to just offer someone else your picks and just say, please take this contract off our hands. Yeah, so I thought that because they have Towns, because he's so good, they have Dario Saric, who's pretty good. They have Wiggins, who I guess could be good, theoretically, but yeah, he's been awful. That I think that they could pick a plug-and-play starting power forward like Grant Williams, who is probably a reach. I think Grant Williams is going to be really underrated. Yeah, I don't. 
I think he's good, but I don't think he's underrated. Okay. I think I really like him. Yeah, he's good. I think he'll extend his range too. I don't, yeah, I hopefully because Towns at the same thing. I mean, Williams is just super physical, which I enjoy, and he he's never going to lose you the game. Smart player. And on defense, I really like has him as like a PJ Tucker, Paul Millsap type, who is going to Millsap. Be, I like. I think that's a good comparison. Millsap is a good best case, especially with how swipey he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. It's the 12th pick. I was arguing in my head between Kevin Porter and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. This would be for the Charlotte Hornets, who are awful, need to blow up their team, but they have, they're capped out. Are and they have, him back? Well, they're going to sign them for a ton of money. Okay. And they won't have any money for any improvements. Nick Batum is their second best player. Yikes. Yeah. That's a bad team. And Cody Zeller is your third best player. Who is? Cody Zeller, I guess. Oh, God. Maybe. Michael Kidd Gilchrist? No. No. Malik Monk's the best, unfortunately. Yeah. So oh, that's sad. I don't, what a fun I don't know what to do here for them. I think Alexander Walker is a good pick. I think Nisir Little could jump up here, too. But. Oh, is this a total swing? Yeah. Yeah, Nasir Little, we have no idea what he could be, honestly. Mm-hmm. All he's really shown is he's athletic and plays defense. Yeah. I could see Alexander Walker here. I like him as a combo guard who would uh, kind of cover for Kemba on defense. Yep. That's a good fit. All right. 13, Miami Heat, who do you have? Um, I, well, yeah, if Alexander Walker was here, I think they would have taken Alexander Walker. Oh, um, I, hmm, I kind of want to get Charlotte, Kevin Porter, so that. I Alex, mean, you can do, you can retrofit that as you like. Um, I just want Eric Spolstra to have a really smart KG player. <laughs> well, I mean, Brandon Clark is, is a ridiculously smart player on defense. I actually have Brandon Clark there. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that works. Yeah. He knows how to time jumps. Um, he knows how to avoid fouls. And he's really good garbage man on offense. That can be more. He would fit well with Bam Adebayo. as kind of like yeah. a, yep. you're not going to get a single rebound against us. Yeah, and he can, they both can block shots really well. Athletic as hell. But only one is named Bam. <laughs> All right. Now the 14th pick. We've gone through this pretty quickly. Um, I just want to talk about Rui Hashimura. Right. Well, we both ended on Rui Hashimura because that is – he is the nexus in which our basketball differences are combined, <laughs> set aside. Um, I just love Rui. What a player. What a guy. Yep. He – He's so quick on offense. He's really good finisher around the rim. Tough on defense, though he's not that great. But he's just tough. He's a physical. He's long and athletic, so there's hope that a good defensive coach could mold him into a good defensive player. Yeah, I think long term, he's kind of like Tyler Bay in that he needs to be able to stretch to the three, stretch and play the small four slot. Some he has. 
He has stretched his, to his range. He's uh, a three-point well, I mean, shooter. We'll see. Well, I mean, like, I don't – it's hard for rookies to adjust immediately, but I'm thinking, like, his – he's he's going to have range. I'm yeah, confident with that. Some. I, I'm just worried about foot speed and if he can keep up with some of those. Oh, I'm not saying move to the three. I'm saying, like, like do you mean small forward or the three-point line? Yes, I mean small forward. I don't want him at small forward. I don't either, but I think he's going. He that's where he needs to be able to play some to maximize his value. I would argue that his value will be maximized at the four if he can figure out how to play help defense. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah, that's why Brandon Clark was a good fit next to him because Brandon Clark just didn't need help defense. But he, Al Horford at Boston. That's true. And how Horford will be a great defensive pairing because Horford will do a lot for him. But oh, Hachimura... we also we also have to consider for Boston that they don't just need like more wing ready-made talent. They might lose Kyrie Irving. Probably will. And then I think they are they losing Terry Rozier or they're keeping Terry Rozier. He's a restricted free agent, so they'll probably panic and pay him because that's uh, too bad. What else are they going to do at point guard? There's no good point guards left until you get to Ty Jerome. Well, I'm good is a stretch. He'll be good. Eh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Hachimura is a great talent play. He he gives them offense. They struggle on offense a lot, even with Kyrie. I think he's a good fit there. Plus, I want Rui to succeed. I Yeah, that's a, I don't want him going to Detroit at the next pick. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I also, incidentally, I have his player comp as being like Marcus Morris. So that'd be funny to learn from Marcus Morris. <laughs> Although you might not that. want to be in I the think, same room as Marcus Morris. I think he's a little more explosive than Marcus is. I mean, Rui's a crazy athlete. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Oh, no, I forgot to talk about my Evan Turner comp for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Without the head case? Well, with a three-point shot. <laughs> Evan Turner shot 19% from three one year. Those are winning it's a numbers. Big 19%, That's the percentage <laughs> you want to see. I hate him so much. I hate the Blazers so much. I mean, the three-point line was a mistake. We all agree. No, 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 no. The, the, the Blazers, okay? I want to talk about the Blazers at the very end. You can cut this if you want, John. We're, we're finished. Live for you. Say, I just want to say they they were counting on Ennis Cantor, who I don't want to root for, ever. I feel bad for him because of his situation with Turkey. He's awful. <laughs> he is the antithesis of what you like about basketball. <laughs> Especially because he's a fake tough guy. I, I don't like. Him. I don't like Rodney Hood, even though I should like his game because I, I like his Rodney Hood. I don't like I don't like him because he 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 sketches me out. Okay. I don't like pretty much anybody on their team besides Dame and often McCollum. Sometimes I get sketched out with McCollum. And you don't like Nurkic? No, he's a douchebag. Wow, I I like the Blazers more than you, and you're the Blazers fan. Well, I tend to hate the teams I like, so. Which is why I'm a CU fan. Right. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> okay. My team did win the Premier League. Or-
Or the Champions League. Hey, we're both you're Liverpool two, fans. Two. That's right. We're both Liverpool. Well, you're a Liverpool fan because of Jurgen Klopp. I'm a. I guess That's I'm true. also a Jurgen. I am. Klopp fan I am the for... LeBron James version of a Liverpool fan, and that I'll just follow Klopp wherever he goes. That's a fine reason to leave teams. You're not going to get criticized for following a coach because his play Especially style is when, fun. When he's that fun and that good. Oh, okay. We're well, done. That's a little NBA draft rundown, um, lottery style. And we'll see what happens in, a, I guess, a few weeks now. And then once the draft order is set, I'm going to write some full two-round mock drafts. And uh, go Raptors. I'm bored. I'm bored and I'm looking for a job. <laughs> okay. All right. Toodles. See you next time.